I think it's bad news for the English game. We're not creative enough, and we're not positive enough. It's coming home, it's coming home, it's coming, football's coming home. We'll go on getting back, so I'm getting back, so I'm getting back, so I'm getting back. It's coming home. It's coming home. It's coming. Dara home. <laughs> Get in. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Plus Edit Time. I am Nathan, your loser, but also the well, winner. He's <laughs> the real winner. You're looking at him, Nathan. <laughs> <laughs> the Irishman who needed England to win. <laughs> Get in. 66, Italia 90, all that good stuff coming yeah, home. All of it. It's all coming home. It, it is. We're mostly this week, it's going to be a little bit of a shorter episode than you've been used to, really, because there's only two things to talk about that we could find. Um, and I've already ordered a takeaway. Oh, have you? What have you ordered? I haven't. Uh, <laughs> but uh, we do this on my time, not the listeners' time. That's what I was getting at. <laughs> uh, it's great to be back. <laughs> Welcome back onto the show. It is great. Nathan, just straight away, your national team are into uh, an international tournament final. How are you feeling? I feel pretty miraculous, right? Like about the entire thing. I do feel patriotic. I feel very patriotic, and you, it's one of the things that England have let everybody down so often you just don't expect anything from them yeah i'm like, not even an england fan and i've been let down by england in the past you just don't expect anything of england but to the way that they played yesterday against a very very good danish side like yeah we said last week on the podcast that anyone that doesn't know anything about denmark they're more than just christian erickson like as in when christian Eriksen's on the pitch he's not the only weapon they've got and uh it was a really good game. Yeah. Like, it, was, it was generally a really good game. And I think England played very well. Uh, the incredible thing of watching England concede happened. And what a hit from Damsgaard. Great and what a kick. player Damsgaard is. What Had no do? idea who he was. That's true. I still don't know who he is. He looks about... Like, he has the face of like a 12-year-old. But he's got the hairline of a 30-odd-year-old. <laughs> I think he plays for Sampdoria, I saw. I don't yeah. know, that might be wrong, but... I'll, I'll, I'll go with it, I'll back it. Fantastic, not even Pickford's questionable goalkeeping. Good yeah, <laughs> they were oh, they were slating him on the Ponder, here in Ireland, obviously, I was watching on RTE, because BBC didn't have the game, it was on oh. ITV, wasn't it? And we don't have ITV on Sky over here, so... Yeah, they were slating uh, Diddy Haman in particular, who was <laughs> seen very bitter... Very anti-English, uh, very German, some might say. But they were questioning Pickford's goalkeeping for the free kick. And I thought, to be fair, he's hit that with a lot of power and a lot of dip. Mm. I, and like Pickford's like got across pretty quickly and he still, he got fingertips in it and he still wasn't that close to tipping a wide. He's, 
a real like he's had a good tournament pickford like i question pickford a lot before the tournament on this podcast obviously it, it jordan thought i'm gonna go out there and prove prove nathan wrong <laughs> and, uh, it's the first real mistake i think he's made i don't even know if it's a mistake because i don't know anything about how to be a good goalkeeper so, <laughs> so what, you know what, exactly what to be a good podcaster so that's i, I do amazing. and yeah when we equalized you kind of just felt it and the longer the game went on like i think from about 60 65 minutes plus we took over completely dominated yeah they didn't Absolutely. have they ran out of legs oh definitely yeah you had just too much off the bench and too much quality on the pitch i once it kind of went to full time you felt unless it went to penalties you were a dead sir to win it we were and then it's not we we obviously got the penalty and we'll we'll come to the penalty in a second Uh, you know everyone needs to everyone has to give their opinion on it and oh yeah but like after that i thought we our game management was excellent there was i was kind of sat there this wanting blood i was there like get more get more goals and then you know i mean i was like put him to the sword now but then like harry kane in particular every time he got the ball he was just holding up winning free kicks and just the last two or three minutes when usually you'd get nervous like you'd be like oh no they're gonna get one chance and it's gonna be a horrible equalizer i've watched a lot of united over the last 10 years (laughs) and then, but you never felt like it was just coming. Just didn't come, no. You just, for the last, like, what, five or six minutes, I'd say, he just, like, completely dominated possession. I don't think they even got a touch at one stage in about, there was a good, like, four or five minutes. Crowd were giving it the old way, which yeah. I always think, imagine being the player to lose the ball. <laughs> One of them, feel like a right dick. <laughs> they did but, have a right towards the end, and then I can't remember who it was. He just did, like, what would usually be a normal five-yard pass that went straight out of play. Calvin. <laughs> Was it Calvin? <laughs> Calvin well, Phillips, yeah. who, what an absolute player he has been this year. It's him and Rice. Like, even if Jordan Henderson was fit now, I wouldn't. I'd what play Rice and, Rice and Phillips. Calvin Phillips in the, in the game as a whole. I think he's really good. Like, he kind of does that very understated deep line midfield role where you don't really notice him. So, for a lot of the game, like, he was just, he was just there kind of controlling, a little bit controlling the tempo a bit. Like he right. breaks that play really well, and he ran. It's apparently he ran over fifteen k as well. I saw the stats when they give you like all the heat map and everything. That's the proper James Milner performance. But yeah, I thought he was excellent, and I right. think he's earned a place in the final. I think Rice has as well. I don't like Henderson, who probably still isn't a hundred percent fit. I can't imagine. Well, probably not a hundred percent match fit. Yeah, but I just, I think those two have to start. Like they've gone to, they've gone kind of face to face with with the Germans now, Kimmich and Goretzka, and didn't look out of place, and then playing a Euro semi final and don't look out of place. Playing against Croatia with a notoriously strong midfield, always have done. Yeah, and they've been they've been fantastic, and like Sterling as well has been player of the tournament. I think he's already turned it on, hasn't he? Yeah, he's turned up to play, and I thought Saka. I thought everyone was just excellent. I think Luke yeah. Shaw was was fantastic. Not even mentioned the United boys. That's how infatuated I am by England. <laughs> Luke Shaw is fantastic. I think Maguire again was an absolute leader. Don't, don't know how why he got yellow carded. Yeah, that, came out that was another. a very strange it's one. It's a really minor moment of the match. For anyone who me. didn't see it, he basically went up for a header. He jumped and got penalized. <laughs> and he got penalized for it. 
at first as well the ref like took out the notepad and all i could see was the red card yeah and i was that like, oh, to be about God. two or three times that he would get it out even to the danish guys because he'd have it in his top pocket he's not like a cool ref that has the red card in his back pocket so yeah. the first thing you'd see is the red card so you're like oh my god <laughs> you're just thinking this is how it happens Maguire yeah. is the new Beckham of 98. Yeah, and he didn't even do anything. <laughs> the effigies are going to come out. The, oh, God, it's all happening again. But no, he got booked for what was basically his momentum that took him into, I don't even remember who the player was, was it Kier maybe? Yeah. Took him into him, and he kind of caught him a bit with the flailing sort of arm. Nothing in it at all. Absolutely but, nothing. And he, from what I remember, that was in the first half, wasn't it? Or early in the second. So yeah. he had he had quite a yeah, long... Game on a yellow card, and I think uh, we've already said how good Damsgaard was. I thought, uh, I thought Braithwaite, the Barcelona boy, like he turned it on a bit. He was looking like he looked a good, good player. Like, and there was a few, uh, there's a few in there that look really good. I think Hodgeberg, see for Spurs, he's always good. Yeah, uh, Thomas Delaney, the most Danish sounding man in the world, clearly. Do you know, I looked it up actually because I mentioned it to you before. I thought I'd never thought about it until now, but Thomas Delaney is one of the most Irish sounding names I've ever heard. I'm pretty sure I, there is someone in like Irish sports media called Thomas Delaney. I'm almost certain. It has to be. But I looked it up and his great, his great grandfather, I think it is, emigrated from Ireland to America during the famine. So there's the, there's the link. How does it feel as an Irishman watching in England v Denmark? Uh, semi-final at the Euros and having Jack Grealish, Declan Rice, Harry, Harry Kane, <laughs> Harry Kane, who's I think a whole family are Irish from what I understand. Um, again, I'm not one of them. You know, I'm not one of them that's anti-England and everything. I sort of I like, I know too much about the players and I kind of like them too much. It's a very likable team if you know what I mean, and mm. it, it's got Jordan Henderson in the heart of it. Uh, when he comes off the bench and puts in man of the match performance after man of the match performance, <laughs> but um, no, it's and obviously having them in the sweepstake as well, um, having to heap more misery onto you, I'll always take, and uh, no matter what the uh, situation, think, I'm glad, I'm glad they're into the final. I did think it was going to be one or, and then from forty yards, Jordan Henderson was going to ping it into the top corner. <laughs> Don't know what Jordan Henderson you've been watching. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he didn't do a lot when he came on. He came on. He, he made that few, run. He did a few sort of nice kind of like you know sometimes in a, you're on a counter attack and the player always seems to play the ball behind the attacker. Yeah. Uh, Bobby yeah. Firmino, I'm calling you out. <laughs> but he had like I don't know. He's just it's so like simple yet effective. Those sort of passes, those forward playing passes, and those counter attacks were pretty good. And he was good when you were maintaining possession. I mean, the yeah. whole team did in general, to be fair. I think, yeah. apart from a few wobbly moments from Pickford, when he went pure Loris Carius and just threw the oh. ball, <laughs> was it to Dolberg, I think? And you're thinking, oh, Jesus. <laughs> what is going on? Oh, it's yeah. coming home. <laughs> yeah, he did have a couple of those. And yeah, I mean, I've got probably, like, if we win, there's probably going to be about three weeks of me liking Jordan Henderson, like from when we win, and then it becomes about next season. Yeah, <laughs> it's always the case, isn't it? Like, I mean, I I still don't like Jordan Pickford, but at the minute, Harry Maguire and John Stones, even, to be honest, the back four is two City players, two United players, and I'm thinking, yeah, go on, lads, go on, Kyle Walker, always tracking back. <laughs> Kyle Walker probably probably one of my man He's, of the match candidates. Yeah, and another really? guy I didn't really want in the team, like. And yeah. he's just he's just been exceptional, like the entire tournament. Again, whether he's played at right centre half or at right back, 
he's been he's been fantastic i think yeah much i mean i think we've probably got about another three weeks of everyone liking harry Maguire, and then it'll go back to <laughs> what an over overpriced fridge he is <laughs> oh bloody hell should have stuck stuck the stays in mechanos yeah i think it was mechanos yeah i think it was mechanos but, but it was fantastic and should we get into the contentious issues uh, I, I think just before just before we get on to it because there's a bit of a negative i think we need to uh hype up and give praise to gareth southgate because i'll be completely honest coming into the tournament i wasn't really a huge fan i, I was one of those who believed he got a very lucky ride to the semi-final of the world cup but to be fair getting to a major tournament final not an easy thing to do he's stuck yeah. with his team he hasn't he hasn't altered it too much He's made controversial decisions, even certain players out. It's worked. So I think I think well done to Gareth Southgate. Yeah, absolutely. Like he's he's he yeah, got us to a World Cup semi-final, which is incredibly difficult to do. He's then got us to the semi-finals of whatever that nation's league is. Uh again, I don't know if it counts, but let's nope. go. Let's just say it. Let's just let's just point it out. And then he backs it up with a run to a final. And for those that don't know, like in 1966 wasn't just the last time England won a major trophy. It was the last time we were in a final. Only time you, only yeah. time for both of them too. Not, not. I'm not having this last only. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, yeah. When you think about it, actually, when it comes to um, major tournaments, you've only got one step further than Ireland ever have. We got to the quarterfinals of Italia '90, and he. And you've gotten as far as Wales, who got to the semis in 2016, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. And, the Hal uh, Robson Canoe <laughs> Wales team. Now we're in a. Well, look at where those two are now. <laughs> I mean, in fairness, Hal Robson Canoe just scored against uh, scored against us in the game where Allison scored the header. And I for- completely forgot he was even, you know, a footballer. <laughs> he did, he, the guy did one Cruyff turn. I know. <laughs> I don't think I'd heard of him before that. And then uh, the next season, he was at it was West Brom. Yeah, he's still at West Brom. He's at them for ages. And I thought, oh, he could be someone to look out for. No, nope. Done no, done nothing since. No, absolutely nothing. But yeah, it has you have to say well done to Gareth Southgate. He found a way to get England to work, and it it was building from the back and making sure we first off we were we stopped making stupid mistakes. You, that old those football cliches have become hard to beat, and then it, it went from hard to beat to just being really bloody good at defensively. Yeah, which is, which is always and then, a good thing. If you're good defensively, that obviously means you got freedom to attack. And when you got people like Harry Kane, like Raheem Wait. Sterling, like Saka, like Grealish, like Foden, like Sancho, like on Mount, the bench. yeah, all those people, most of them on the bench, not even playing. <laughs> You've done. Like there's goals all yeah, over the pitch. And he's brought the, I know it's another cliche, but he's definitely brought the dressing room together, hasn't he? You hear the tales of the English teams over the last, what, yeah. 15, 20 years, just don't get on clicks forming through the different clubs <clears throat> and just wanting to win more for their club than to try harder for their country. But he's definitely, and he's made them a likeable team, which I imagine many Irishmen, proper Irishmen will hate. Because <laughs> mm. it's hard to hate the team. The fans, some of the fans maybe, but the team, it's it's impossible. Yeah, I think with some of the fans that that goes across football. That's it does. Just, yeah, that's not I, I shouldn't. Have, I shouldn't have generalized like that. Yeah, that does yeah. happen with everyone. Yeah, that happens everyone because we've seen it all this morning. Like we're not going to give much time to it, but loads of people just sending tweet after tweet or making comment after comment. 
about how like obnoxious England fans are. And it's that first off, yeah, because we just reached the tour- <laughs> yeah. a final of a major tournament. I think like all football fans are obnoxious. Definitely, yeah. hundred <laughs> percent. Like, <laughs> like even like a simple Liverpool example was when we went to Barcelona when we lost 3-0 away, there was a group of Liverpool fans who were just pushing, not even Barcelona fans, just people from Barcelona into the fountain, the centre of the fountain in town. You know, it happens all the time. And, no one's yeah. immune from it. And it's always a minority. It's always the one knobhead, one isn't there? Back to what, the other thing Gareth has done really well is that uh, he lets the players just talk like human beings. <laughs> so often, like, let them just go out and do interviews. And you can tell it's not as rehearsed and as prepped. You get, you get like, if we pick on the golden generation, heavy quotations there. <laughs> you get like Rio or Beckham, Gerard, whoever else. Like I don't think Michael Owen can speak like a human, so I'm not going to include him. But like and they would just have these robotic answers for for everything. You could tell they're practically reading off a script. But you get guys like Saka and Rice, Rice and Mount and people like that. And they're just nice people. It seems yeah, like. they just seem like proper lads. They just, just see uh... a bit of fun. Did you see the image of um, Jack Grealish and Saka trying yeah. to chat up the women at the end? Love that. <laughs> Love a bit of that from international footballers. Proper laddish behaviour, yeah. Why not? <laughs> like, just, just go out there and like look like you're actually enjoying being there rather than oh, a yeah. lot of the England teams, they get to the major tournaments and it almost looks like they would they would rather be sat on the beach somewhere sipping cocktails before they have to go back to pre-season training at their clubs. And maybe some of the players would like to do that, but they're still, they're giving it a shift. They're doing a good job of hiding it. But, yeah. well, we've touched on the positives, so we've touched on some of the negatives. Raheem Sterling cheating his way into the final. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> and if, that's that. As, was it a penalty? Probably not, wasn't a penalty. No, if that happened definitely. against England or against yeah. United, I would every day of the week I'd be like, he's imagine? dived. But Do you my... imagine if Casper Dolberg had done that <laughs> and it had gone the opposite way. And saying that, we got VAR and it took a look at it and whatever else, whatever the clear and obvious error is for it, uh, whether it should have been used or not. The other thing is, as the defenders, you've got to stop putting yourselves in those situations. <laughs> Right. What, you, what do you mean pawn them well they've they sandwiched him sterling's running at him he's put his leg across him yes sterling's gone down at the first sign like every footballer in the universe uh, yeah, does yeah. actually like, can i just state before we like indulge in any of this i don't blame raheem sterling i don't i mean i sort of blame the ref a small bit but it's it's var the, the main the, the main well. issue with it, it's also like it's the thing with the, these are why players go down the moment they feel confident. Yeah, why wouldn't they? There's no because reason to not it gets, go down. It gets given. Exactly. Like, if you could call Raheem Sterling a cheat or whatever, it's not because it's been checked by the people that are making the rules and it's if been given by the feet, guy. Yeah, if he stays on his feet, it, it never gets given. So why wouldn't he throw himself against, to the floor? Um, Belgium's game against, I can't remember who, there was one with Lukaku and he got like hammered by this player, but he stayed on his feet. And because obviously Lukaku's massive, he's probably too strong, maybe probably barely felt it. But the guy proper pushed him in the back, he stayed on his feet, nothing got given. Foolish. Yeah. If he went down, <laughs> you see, like, to bring it back to Harry Maguire again, Harry Maguire sometimes just drops to the floor and he's like six foot four and massive, but oh, he yeah. always gets a free kick. Oh, There's defenders, no way in defenders hell. dive way more than yeah, attackers they do. do, don't they? If they don't think they're going to win the header, they go down. My favorite one is when they have the ball in the corner. 
and it's it's literally like the smallest but they could just be coming up to just like jostle them from behind and they're just yeah, with um is it a mobile the italian one the video that's been going around of yeah. him just he, yeah it's but he he does those things yeah it, it's complete shithousery is the term and, and i love it yeah, you love it but also unless these things stop unless these things start getting punished and stop getting given as fouls not that that was given as a foul but still unless it's 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 going to keep happening because he's not cheating because it's not against the rules apparently yeah no he's technically Raheem Sterling hasn't done anything wrong it's yeah. it's uh, it's not even Stockley Park I imagine I don't know where yeah. the VAR is actually situated but to be fair they'd have to have a look at that and there's no way you can tell me from looking at that footage we've seen the several angles of it I, I mean I, I'm at the end to speak, speak to an, an Englishman about it because <laughs> I, I've seen it. I've seen no contact. It's I, not it looks like Sterling has gone. He's expecting the contact. Mm-hmm. It never it's... comes. And he just goes down. The ref buys it. VAR decides not to overturn it for whatever reason. The Harry Kane one was more of a penalty. Yeah. Yeah. I'm. Yeah. To be fair, I'm baffled as to how that one wasn't given as that a penalty. Wasn't, wasn't I'm not good, sure yeah. what the foul was actually. What was, what was the foul? Yes, sir? It was almost like a foul outside the box, was it? What, the Harry Kane one? Like, nothing yeah, so got given. He, no, that's what I mean. Sorry. No, it was given as a free out yeah. to to Denmark for like the initial like coming mm-hmm. together outside the box. But like there was no, there was nothing wrong with it at all. And it should have been a definite penalty. So I don't yeah. know, maybe right. swings roundabouts. Yeah, the Sterling one, of it wasn't a penalty and night, but he's done what he's got, what he's got to do. And if, unless the rules change, players are going to keep doing it. If Damsgaard took it round walker and was running through and there was a bit of a situ- the same situation be carl walker and john stones and damsgaard went you telling me damsgaard's not going to go down to try and win a penalty for denmark i don't know him personally i don't want to speak on his behalf <laughs> but no and for me i think the most heartbreaking thing about all of it is that nothing 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 to do with him i didn't mention him once this is anti-liverpool agenda i don't want any part of this i was supporting the english national team no, but the I, I think the worst bit about it all is that Casper Schweinkel actually saves the penalty. It's pretty. <laughs> oh, it's the worst. Like um, who'd who'd be a goalkeeper when you're saving penalties in major tournaments in like extra time and they're just putting the rebound in with complete ease. He's put it right back out in the box and he's uh, made some incredible saves. The we're saying his name again. He was obviously all over the pitch, but the save off of the Maguire header. Yeah, definitely. Was fantastic. It was a proper like fingertips stretch yeah. it wasn't the most powerful of headers but like it needed a firm hand to push it past and just it was in the perfect position because it was coming down from see a height yeah. right it was going to nestle right in the corner brilliant i think casper schmeichel may go down as one of the like he must go down as one of the, like the top 10 Premier League keepers also. Oh, he has to he's one he's one he's won a league title he's won an fa cup it's he's... just been just solid for a very long time yeah but, I, th- I think he'd be first choice for England. Yeah, I think he'd be first choice for England. For a man who was, where he was probably born in probably Manchester, wasn't he? He must have been. How old yeah. is he? He's 30-odd. Mm, maybe not. I don't know. I think Roughly. it must be before. must be before Peter came over. I don't know. I don't know where he lived before he came to United. <laughs> he's going he's to Google it. His face just lit up. Yeah. <laughs> Go on, why not? Because oh, obviously... He's got a he's got a bit of a mixture of accents going on. Yeah, Erling Haaland obviously was born in <clears throat> born in Leeds, which I was found interesting. Oh God, he's 
I say very old. He's born in 1986. Yeah. Oh. Peter Schmeichel was definitely not in, <laughs> not in England in 1986. Yeah. Yeah. Born in Copenhagen. Yeah. That's okay. Never mind. Okay. I've butchered it. Uh, uh, ultimately, when it comes down to the penalty, I don't care. Because yeah. I expect, yeah. ultimately, yep, Sterling's won a penalty. He's been a very cheeky boy. Denmark would have done the exact same thing to win a penalty, and any footballer in their right yeah. mind would have done the same yeah. thing. So it's not cheating because I mean, everyone yeah. does it. The, the closest comparison I have is Champions League final when Mane just kicks the ball with Musa Sissoko. To me, I don't think it's a penalty. No, and if it got given against Liverpool, I would be absolutely furious, and I'd still be talking about it today. So um, yeah, and, the other, and I think Go this on, is Raheem. obviously we we earned it because eleven years ago we had a goal disallowed that actually went in. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> Well, it's a retribution. Maybe 55 years ago, you'd have all given that shunt up then. Ooh. Ooh. Well, that was the thing this time that there was a second ball on the pitch, wasn't there? Yeah, that was a bit weird, actually. Yeah. Sterling scored when, uh, well, Sterling didn't score the equalizer, yeah. sorry, when the own goal went in. But yeah, from what I'm aware, it doesn't really matter, I think, if there's a second ball on the pitch, you can still get around it. It's not like an actual. Yeah. It's not, yeah, it's not it's interfering the, in play. The passage of play, yeah. as long as, you, you know. <laughs> yes. But it's not like a beach ball got thrown on the pitch. Oh, where's that guy now? <laughs> <laughs> that poor, poor man at the Stadium of Light in 2009. Oh, the references are going backwards. We're on to oh. 2009. <laughs> How much earlier can we go? I don't know. Speaking of, uh, we mentioned Mohamed Salah there briefly. I'm not sure if you've heard, Nathan, but Liverpool have actually refused Salah permission to travel with the Egypt squad to go I to the Olympics. did see that. Uh, do I, I care? Uh, no, no, I don't. Moving on. No, I would not <laughs> care because the other thing is today, at time recording, it is Thursday. I really have to think about that. Uh, Japan declared a state of emergency today. Love it. <laughs> obviously, the, obviously, Olympic football isn't going to be the hot topic uh, of this podcast, mostly because I don't care. I, I don't <laughs> think we're going to be reporting it nope. to quite the extent, no. Nope. Uh, but yeah, so I think look, if Salah wanted to go and asked for permission to go, that's pretty crappy of Liverpool. If they're just saying it because Salah's like, hey, I don't want to go to this, can you just do a yeah. press release? <laughs> He's had a bit of a history with the with the Egyptian national team over it. There was some um, some sponsorship with Vodafone or something, and there was some entanglement with all that. And he's been in a bit of a bad box with them. But yeah, I don't think I think if Salah wanted to go enough, he'd be able, he'd be allowed to go. I don't think Liverpool would stand in the way like that. Yeah. But you'd like to think they wouldn't. No, strange. If but I know Salah isn't. I know he's seen as a bit of a hero. In Egypt, but when it comes to the national team, he's not—he's—he's he's not a Gareth Bale, is he? He doesn't care. He doesn't care about it more than love. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. More than more than golf. So why why would he want to go play with Mohamed El Nenny? Um, he he can't even, isn't it? The Olympics is you you're all it's all under twenty threes, and then you get three over twenty three players, I think, because when. Uh, Great so you're Britain saying El Nenny's not going to get picked. I have a feeling he's not somehow. I don't know why. He's not going to be one of the three. I just I always think of the uh, the Great Britain team of 2012 with Ryan Giggs, Bellamy, and Mika Richards. No, Mika Richards was super young then. Yeah. Who was it? Can't remember. 
I remember Jack Buckland was in the team, but I don't think he was the over twenty three. I don't remember. I, it's oh, not, I don't know. Who cares? But when you when you're ranking football achievements, I imagine the Olympics is, is very low, very low on that list. Yeah, I can imagine. I don't think it's something Craig Bellamy thinks about. <laughs> While he's in Anderlecht with Vincent Company. <laughs> you know that? God, I forgot about it. But yeah. Enough time had passed. Right? I forgot. One with, with me is it is it on the in the Scotland? Um, Steve Clark isn't. He's got John Carver on his team, on like really? his coaching team. Really? <laughs> Something I like that. I think it's, oh, I might have got it wrong, but I'm pretty sure it's him. I'm gonna look it up. Yeah. No, I think Steve Clark spent some time in Newcastle, right in the late '90s, as maybe an assistant coach, and John Carver basically just outlasted every other member of staff before uh, Alan Perdue left for Palace and they were left with no option. My fit, one of my fit, is, I think John Carver is one of my favourite managers in football. Yeah, it's John, it is John Carver. Because he took over from, uh, obviously Alan Perdue was signed by Crystal Palace in like the January and mm. they'd just gone on like a long winning run. He went on like some ridiculous losing run and they only survived on the last day thanks to uh, Jonas Gutierrez. He scored against mm-hmm. West Ham, didn't he? And he was like in the middle of this rut where he'd lost like, I don't know, about like 10 out of 11. It's something stupid like that. And he went, oh, there's no better man for the job than me in this moment. That's what I believe. And I'm like, well, you may be the most deluded man in the history of football. And then oh. we all know what happened then. They released Jonas Gutierrez. <laughs> Oh my god! They like over, fired him over a phone call as well. They didn't even have, they didn't even call him in for a meeting. Absolutely, absolutely. Oh god, the balls! Uh, one other thing in football this week: uh, Lionel Messi might actually win an international trophy. Argentina yeah. are in the final of the Copa America. They well, play Brazil. I can't uh, say I've been watching it. If I'm being honest, on, I'm so focused on the Euros. Uh, one a.m. Sunday morning UK time. Ooh. Oh yeah, I think all the all the sporting events are on Sunday, aren't they? All on Sunday. The only thing know. that's not on Sunday is Saturday is obviously the uh, the women's singles final at Wimbledon. I, uh, I thought you were going to say the only thing that's not on Sunday is Saturday, and I think that's a bit of a, a bit of a dead joke. Is it the final of Wimbledon is on Sunday? Is it the men's finals on Sunday? Oh, yeah. You sexist. Uh, literally, <laughs> I literally said nothing wrong <laughs> but you've got the Euros you've got the Wimbledon you've got Cop America and then I think there's um, there's some UFC fight on maybe oh don't get the Cop America wrong guys it's at 1am Sunday oh, morning sorry <laughs> oh god the pitchforks are out can you imagine how disappointed I bet one person does that I bet they watch England win Euros and then they then they stay up until 1am to watch the Cop America not realising it was 24 hours beforehand to be fair, actually, now that you've mentioned it, I definitely would have been one of them who did that. Thanks for reminding me. <laughs> I'll remind you one last time. Speaking about uh, Lionel Messi, he's still oh. yet to agree a contract with Barcelona, and Barcelona are not allowed to register any of their players until they've shifted two hundred million off of their wage bill. It's actually getting exciting for once. It is, and. There, for if anyone subscribes to the Athletic, you can actually subscribe at the moment for a pound, which is well worth doing. Yeah. And that gets you a month of access. They've written uh, Dermot Corrigan. Sorry if I butchered your surname there. Has written a great article about the mess Barcelona are in because I'm sure you guys keep seeing the headlines, and you just wonder, like, how bad is it? Well, they've signed Genie Wijnaldum, 
Memphis Depay, Eric oh, Garcia. Junior went to PSG. Oh, it's not Junior. Who? Aguero. Aguero, yeah. Eric Garcia, and some other kid who I can't remember the name of. <laughs> but they actually can't put them in their side at the moment for next season because they've got two hundred million that they need to get off of their of their books. Wage bill. I, to be honest, for the <clears throat> for the week, I was completely reading it wrong, and I thought it said two hundred thousand. I thought it was two hundred thousand nope. rather than two hundred million. I was like, well, that's not that big a deal. They could just like shift one player off, but no, two hundred million. And when yeah. you think of all the the Griezmanns, the Coutinho's, the Umtitties, <laughs> the Usmans and Bellies, they are in serious bother. <laughs> they need to and. Nathan, have you heard about Antoine Griezmann's contract? How much he's earning a week? Yeah, it's about. I believe it's about seven hundred to eight hundred thousand <laughs> euros a week. For that in pounds, that's about five hundred and fifty thousand pounds a week. Yeah, uh, yeah, that doesn't and sound great. The situation they're in is not UEFA. This is actually La Liga. La Liga have really strict financial rules. On um, they effectively have a salary cap, but it's based on what you're earning to stop a to stop owners from just pumping money into clubs and then abandoning ship at one time and leaving clubs horribly in the dirt. And oh, and B it's for like competition. So to put it to put it in these terms, in in the 1920 season, that's 2019 to 2020. That's about 100 not, years ago. Yeah. Wasn't it? They had a salary cap of combining their earnings with what they could spend of seven, of 671 million euros. That was the wages they could have, which might actually be one of the issues. Uh, yeah, last so. season, that had gone down. Their salary cap was 347 million. So we all know last season they were in, they were in crap. This season, it's worse because it's been reported their salary cap based on their debt what they're bringing and everything like that is now 160 million euros so in two seasons their salary cap which is why la liga has said no you cannot keep signing people has gone down by over 500 million lord throw a throw a global pandemic on top of that and you've got a horrible cocktail (laughs) that i would not want to drink on their last financial report they had liabilities so debts of 1.3 billion and then they got permission to get a loan which is the obvious thing that you would do of 525 million euros oh god peter risdale and leeds united so i've got them in the back of my head (laughs) uh so there we go so Good they work. are looking to, they have 20 million uh, is what Philip Coutinho apparently owns, uh, earns at the club at the moment. 27 million a year is what Anton Griezmann earns. And 24 million is what uh, perennial injured man Usman Dembele earns, which are apparently three players they're looking to get rid of. All right. So if they get rid of the three of them, which I would imagine, like that's a lot of money to get rid of. Mm-hmm. There's still like 130 mm-hmm. in the month. Yep. Good lord. So so far they've got rid of Junior Furpo, who is just signed to Leeds. Uh Jean Claire to uh sorry to Debo to Nice, Conrad de la Fuerta, who's obviously American, uh to Marseille, and they've got rid of Francisco Trinqueo to Wolves, yeah. which has bought in twenty six and a half million and would have taken off a couple of million of the wage bill, 
but that's about 10% of what they need to do. Well, there's going to be surely a fire sale at Barcelona this summer. And if not this summer, then next summer. But the thing I fear is, though, is that because it's Barcelona, there's going to be some sort of leeway given to them. And they're going to somehow manage to just just, just well, manage to get their head above the surface. I think I would have agreed if we weren't in a situation where Lionel Messi has technically been a free agent for over a week at time of recording. It's terrifying. He's not signed his that new contract because he can't. Yeah. So, which means, I'll put it to you like, like this. They need to save 200 million off their wage bill at the minute. That's before Messi signs a contract. Because Messi's not being paid by Barcelona at the moment. He's a free agent. So what happens to that when Messi signs? What does that 200 million suddenly become? <laughs> How much do you reckon you're going to earn? Let's say Griezmann's earning 27 million euros, which is insane. Double that? Surely you double that for Messi. He, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I wish I knew. I wish I knew a figure at the top, to, off the top of the head. But it must be... Uh... Go up at over a million. If Griezmann's on that much, surely it must be. It's interesting. It feels like I would love. Do you remember that Sunderland until I die? I'd love a fly on the wall documentary of this because this is horrific. And it's it's what is it? it's just an amalgamation of just reckless spending, needless signings, just poor, poor scouting. Like I don't know who okayed the Pjanic deal. Yes. Which, I mean, it's just a drop in the ocean of the amount of like debt they're in. Okay, so the question has been put to La Liga about right. would they make an exception for Messi. Uh, this is what they're responding with. Barca are currently exceeding their salary cap. I hope they can include Messi's wages, but to do so, they'll have to cut somewhere else. We cannot make one rule for Messi and say another for Haaland. Right. So, there you go. Interesting. It's just, I imagine the amount of money that Messi brings in for, not even for Barcelona, but for La Liga, when you come to like attendance, match attendance, uh, viewing figures, people who just tune in for Messi, merchandise, all that stuff. La Liga is not a lot of money. It'd be, it'd be interesting to see what happens to that league if something bad was to happen to Barcelona. Surely this, this ends in either a miracle, which is that Barcelona cut all their costs, sign Messi and ride out a few seasons of probably pretty mediocre results and start to rebuild because they do have some incredible young players. Mm-hmm. Like that Pedri was, has to be one of the best players at the Euros. Like, yeah. Undoubtedly. Sure. And he's 18. 18. Younger than me. Two years younger than me. And Good Lord. Or in two or three seasons time, they're going to be gone. There won't be a Barcelona. I can't imagine it. You can't. That classic was a too big to fail or whatever it is. Uh, just Barcelona. They always, although I, I have a theory that they're not as historical a club as people make out them to be, but I'm sure I'll touch on that another time. <laughs> yeah, they, we will touch on that another time. They, they feel like, you know, Barcelona, Real Madrid, Manchester United, Liverpool, AC Milan. These are like the biggest football teams in the world by some distance. And the idea of one of them just just ceasing to exist just doesn't make much sense. It really puts into perspective, like, as always, we tend to bring this back to Liverpool and United. <laughs> you look at the two approaches and I did see, obviously, on these stories when the Athletic released its report, there was a lot of people in the comments, like United fans 
kind of just looking at it and going, yeah, maybe maybe when you look at the other side, Ed Woodward's not that bad a guy. <laughs> yeah, I know. Sure, I mean, what was your man's name? Was it Bartomeu, the former president? Just What <laughs> has he done to this club? They're, a, they're up some creek. They're up a creek. They ain't got no paddle. 200. And have we mentioned that they offered Pjanic's release? So a guy <laughs> they spent 60 million euros on last summer? When he was 30 years old. Can I just can I put it into uh, context? He's turned it down, and yeah, more right power so. to him. Why wouldn't oh, he? Yeah, he's on. <laughs> guess it, he's probably on like a couple hundred grand a week. He's like, no, you idiots! No one else is going to yeah. give me that. No one's going to pay this. Yeah, why would I? Why would I bother? The the uh, the Winston Bogart approach. If 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 Nathan remembers him, <laughs> I don't. Please you know, remind me. Signed for so he was at Barca for ages. Signed to Chelsea in about two thousand. And they offered him like ridiculous uh, wages, and he he like fell out of I think he fell out of favor at the club, and I think Ranieri's coach at the time, and he just refused to play him, so he just put him into the reserves, and he went, "That's fine, I signed a four year deal, and mm. you're offering me wages that no one else is going to offer. I'm just going to set my time out here." Fair enough. And that is that's that's what Barcelona <laughs> looks like they're becoming. That's what Gareth Bale's doing. Oh, definitely. Yeah. He's got another year left on his Real Madrid deal. Shocking! This 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 could be RIP to FCB. <laughs> it really could. Yeah, they offered Planet's release. He said no. Apparently, they've offered him TT his release, and he said no. They cut the contract to some kid that they spent ten million euros on, who's now apparently going to sue them for wrongful dismissal. <laughs> I'm just. I'd love to see that meeting of them going to Planet. Just going, look, we'll just we'll just cancel your contract fifty fifty. You know, million. you know in FIFA when you like you go to sign a player, you like go to like insert the transfer fee, and the the, <laughs> the other manager just goes like, "I've completely wasted my time yeah. coming in." <laughs> like that's exactly how I imagine it went. He's flown over. He's in the he's in the manager's office. He's he's you know he's given it that animation. He's my gone. favorite piece of made up reporting this week was from Sky, who obviously the the thing came out about Pjanic, so. Uh, apparently Spurs inquired about him, which I also think <laughs> is made up because this headline's going in an insane place. Right. So apparently Spurs inquired about taking him. So Sky ran with the headline saying, Spurs look to beat out rivals Man United for Pjanic's signature. What? <laughs> massive, massive rivals. The Jose yeah. Mourinho derby. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> where did where did any of that come from? It's like, oh, Panic must be is going to leave Barcelona. Well, United are probably interested. It's like, no thanks. You reckon there? Maybe. Yeah. No. I, I don't How think long... anyone's been interested in Panic since 2016. Even that's been generous. <laughs> you know what he I mean? took a couple of good free kicks once for Roma. Yeah. I'm, yeah. That's that's as much as I, I don't up, know much about him. Probably end up back at Roma with Raul Patricio. Why not? Mika Terry. <laughs> Bosnian, Bosnian legend. Yeah. Oh well. Do you have any yeah. other any other news you want to hit me with? Other than um, it's coming home. I think that's what we should just wrap up on. I guess just yeah. England. The next time we record, England may be the best team in all of Europe. It's also worth saying, again, I lost the sweepstakes somehow, despite having my free 
<laughs> my three being Denmark, uh, France, and Germany. <laughs> and my 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 boys have just knocked you boys out of the tournament as well. Yeah, they have. So um, send suggestions for what match Dara should pick for me to have to watch and do a full breakout. Yeah, I've, I've got a few. I've got a few in my head, but we'll you know we'll 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 let yeah. us. We'll wait for the tournament to finish first. We'll let him. We'll let Nathan have his little moment, and then yeah. we'll hit him. Hit him with reality, like a like, like Barcelona's an, <laughs> ombudsman, just like an Italian through one on one with Pickford. Poor <laughs> Timo Werner. Oh, who's it? No, it's Thomas Miller, wasn't it? Oh yeah, sorry. Yeah, I'm thinking of the save that Werner made. <laughs> I mean, he wait save the Pickford made from Werner but yeah Thomas Muller was the one who ran Pickford through. saved it but there's no way Werner had got it on target Slotted avoid. Yeah, I mean you know poor Timo Werner it's like that save he made yesterday from whoever and it was going like five feet wide but he still looked out for a corner <laughs> like a... <laughs> oh. I know they're like oh well you've got to be certain it's like he's got do his eyes not work it, his arms don't I mean we've, we've seen that time and time again with dinosaur T-Rex arms Pickford yeah well send suggestions to at plus underscore added we'll be back next week to celebrate uh, England winning the Euros uh, yeah you can find me at Nathan Greenaway and uh, that's it to be honest I'm just coming excited home. for the match it is coming home coming I love that David Baddiel and Frank Skinner are at every match yeah and they were singing it to it before kickoff as well actually which was very nice they were singing it because um because playing it around Wembley, they each get another like 500 quid. <laughs> they just hear the chit-ching every time they hear that song being played. Dora, where can people find you? Uh, just basking in glory, really. Just, you know, I've won the sweepstake. Probably going to win the Premier League next season. Uh, you can also find me on Twitter at Gibbons underscore Dara, Gibbons underscore D-A-R-R-A-G-H. Guys, enjoy the weekend sport outside of the football as well, but most of all, enjoy England winning. It's coming home. So